Quick question for you. Are you a Federal Access member yet? If you're a government contractor, you need a Federal Access account. You can get started today with a free membership. Just visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Free members get access to about 20 documents and templates as well as our video training playbooks. More importantly, this gets you in the RSM Federal ecosystem and makes you part of our community. So go grab your free account today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to the show today. Mike Lejeune here, your host of Game Changers. And today we have something a little bit different for you here today. Uh, It's just going to be me. Uh, We've done a few episodes like this, but it's just going to be me. And we're going to be talking about some things that... I don't think a lot of companies out there are talking about. You know, I, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and other forms of social media. And one of the things that I see a lot from whether it's other consultants or other people in the industry is I see so much talk about like the systems you need to master and, you know, the, you know, the 27 proposal techniques or the, the 15 things you need to know about simplified acquisitions or, or how, you know, FPDS is going to be the system that just blows the thing wide open for you. And, and, you know, contracts just rain down from the heavens or, you know, once you get your, your small business certification or your SDVOSB or, uh, your 8A or whatever it may be, those are the things you need to be focused on. And it, it's, in a way, a disservice to you as a government contractor to only talk about government contracting techniques and strategies. And I know we talk a whole lot about this stuff, uh, but if you have a conversation with myself or my partner, Josh, you'll hear a lot of other fundamental business principles that we talk about. And I I think those are the things that are just overshadowed uh, in the market. And and you just don't hear it in the government space. You hear a lot about it, maybe even too much about it in the commercial space. But in the government space, we just don't hear enough about some of these fundamentals. And when I was thinking about this podcast earlier today, I was kind of going through and just thinking about, again, what a disservice it is that so many folks are just laser focused in on these, what I call, um, you know, systems or techniques and strategies around like the proposal side or the capability statement or whatever it is. They're so focused on that, that they forget you're also a business and you have people on your team, you yourself, you're a person, you know, there's some, there's some big things to wrap your head around right there. And so People always ask me, you know, what's the fastest way to grow my government contracting business? And I usually get that kind of question from people in two stages of their business growth. So you're in this, you're either in the startup phase or you're in the, hey, I'm doing great, I'm well established, but I've plateaued phase. And it's very easy for people, again, in this industry to say, well, the fastest way to grow your business is this system. 
it's this technique, it's this strategy, it's this piece, it's that piece, whatever it may be. And, oh, well, what level of the game are you at? Oh, well, you know, you need to be talking to the PTAX because you're a startup, and you need to be going getting all these certifications because you're a startup. Oh, you're well-established. Well, this is what you need to be doing. You need to make sure you have, you know, every type of contract vehicle under the sun, and, you know, you need to be executing on task orders on those types of things. And, you know what, that's all good advice, and it all has a place in time. But there's also some fundamentals that regardless of what stage of your business will help you grow fast. In fact, I'm going to talk about three things in this episode today that if you pay attention to these things, they will serve you in any business you ever have, whether it's this business, your next business, whether you're a volunteer on a board, whatever it may be, whether you go and just decide to, uh, you know, pursue uh, traveling around the world. I have a friend of mine who uh, he's actually a little bit younger than me, and he made his millions and decided, you know what, I'm done. I've got enough money for me and my kids, and I'm just going to travel around the world with my family, and that's what I'm going to do. Regardless of what it is that you decide to do with this company or the next one or in your next life, if you will, outside of business, the fundamentals I'm going to talk to you about today are really game changing. You know, they they really do uh, kind of embrace the title of the show here, Game Changers, and they are game changing ideas that will take you in your company, and your next company, and your personal life, it'll take it all to the next level. So interestingly enough, you know, regardless of what stage of the game you're at, the solution is the same for every stage of the game. The first thing that I want you to understand is you need to get your head in the game. Now you may say, look, man, I'm, I'm just laser focused. I don't need that advice. I need some real advice. Okay, just give me a minute here. You know, how dialed in are you? Think about that for a minute. If you are a startup and you feel like, hey, you know, we've got a few clients, we're sort of growing, but I really want to explode, there's something you're missing. There, there just is. There's something you're missing. Again, if we go back to the other example there of you're doing great, you're well-established, you may be a $5, $10 million company, but you've sort of plateaued in your growth. Maybe when you first started or the first couple of years, you were growing 100, 200% every single year, year over year. But now you're, you've slowed and you're only growing 10, 15%. And you're like, man, I just, I thirst for those days where we were growing, you know, two and 300% or whatever it is. You know, uh, as a young entrepreneur, I grew one of my companies in the first two years, 4,000% a year. That's massive. And it's not fun when you slow down to even just 100% or 50%. You want to be growing at a massive rate all the time once you kind of get a taste of that. So step one, get your head in the game. For me, I always start with a break from the business, a long weekend, a vacation, whatever it is, whatever it takes to really clear your head and to get you know, to me, I call it the garbage, the the negative self-talk and all those things to get all of that stuff out of your head. Because what you'll find is as your business starts to slow down, even if it's just a little bit and you're not growing as fast as you want to, you will ask yourself a lot of questions. I call them the doubting questions. There's all these doubting questions about 
you know, what am I doing wrong? Do I have the right team? You know, is Sally in accounting the right person? Is, you know, Joe in the HR department? Is he really taking care of the team? You know, what about these five people on my sales team? Are they really the right ones? Hey, I know they've brought me this far, but maybe I need to, you know, dump them and start over. Like there's questions that they they get to a point where they're unhealthy questions. And they're not good for your self-esteem. They're not good for your, uh, just for your, your just daily thoughts on your business. Now, I know some of this may sound a little squishy to some people, but just stick with me and listen to this a little bit. Because if you've had a hint of any of this, then this is definitely a cause that's going on in your business and this will help fix it. So you want to get rid of that negative self-talk. And again, I gave some extreme examples there of, hey, you know, dumping the sales team and starting over. Not everybody thinks that, but give it six months. Give it 12 months of minimal growth and you think, it. even if you don't act on it, you think it. And that's the dangerous part. You start letting those thoughts into your brain and now there's other thoughts like that. Again, I call them the doubting thoughts. There's a lot more doubting thoughts that seep in just about the business, about your team, about yourself, you know, about your products or services, those sort of things. You know, hey, you know, if we've got this great product, but maybe it's not as great as I thought. Maybe our customers aren't as happy as I thought. Maybe we need to poll our customers and find out why they're not buying. I mean, there's so many things that go on in your head when you're not fully tuned in. So that's why I say clear your head, get rid of the garbage and the, and the negative self-talk and use this time to really, you know, fill your tank with energy and enthusiasm, you know, so you can go back to your business and attack it with all your might. Because one of the things that I found in, in our business is you just get in these lulls of, of, I call them production lulls where we're literally producing videos and content and we're creating stuff for all of our members and clients and you know we're just doing so much of that again it's client work it's content creation it's marketing it's doing all these different things it's doing things to help our clients win contracts and it's all really great stuff but you start to get dialed into that and that just it consumes you it's the best word I can put on it. It just consumes you. It, it can lead to burnout for a lot of people. So you go away, you clear your head, and people will say, oh, well, I'm going to clear my head on a retreat. No, clear your head first. So this is the big tip here. You clear your head first, whether it's, again, a long weekend, a short vacation, whatever, it, whatever time you need to clear your head and just enjoy yourself a little bit. Once you've done that, then you schedule a planning retreat. I always recommend scheduling it for yourself first and then key members of your team. Now, why yourself first? Because if you're listening to this and you're the leader of the business, you're the CEO, you're the owner, you're a co-owner, whatever it may be, you know, you need that time to reconnect with yourself and why you started the company, what your goals were, what your focus was, what you want to establish, where you want to grow. Because Understand this, a company is not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. And you are the dictator in your company. However, if you do it right, you're a wonderful dictator and everybody loves working for you. Now, I, I use, again, I use the word dictator, you know, because again, it's not a democracy. You need to be the one leading your company. Leaders lead. Followers say, hey, well, what should we do, guys? Come on 
folks, you know, what, what should we do? People don't want to follow that. So if, if you're leading like that by making it a group decision on everything you do, that's a problem right there that needs fixed. We can talk about that another day, but that's a problem that needs fixed. Your leadership style needs to be leading out front, needs to be the person who is coming up with the ideas, coming up with the direction, and actually leading your team. Now, does that mean you don't take the advice of your team? Does that mean you don't include them in the decision-making process? Absolutely not. In fact, you would be a fool to exclude your team from the decision-making process. However, at the end of the day, you have to make the decision and you have to love it. You have to love it and you have to want to keep showing up to the business and driving the team. So that's why I say you need to step away from the business Take your time by yourself, really get tuned in to where you want to take the business and what you want to do, and then you can bring your team in. And whether you reveal your plan to them up front or over the course of a couple of days, it's up to you. There's a, there's no wrong strategy there, um, but you can approach a teaming retreat from the perspective of, hey, I've spent some time thinking about the business, where I really want to take this thing, how I want this to improve everyone's family, how I want this to impact our clients. I've really thought about all of those key things. And now here here are my plans and you start to lay them out. Now, my plans are my ideas. Help me execute it. How are we going to execute it? This is where your team can come in and really help to say, well, you know, we're going to grow from five to 10 million over the next 12 months. You know, here are my thoughts. You know, we're going to have to revamp, you know, this part of our process. We're going to need, you know, two more staff. Somebody else will say, hey, um, you know, I think I need one more salesperson or this or that. Or, hey, you know, we need to expand into this market. Or, hey, that means we need to go from 12% to 14% market share or whatever it is. And this is where your team can help creatively solve the challenges that you have, which are your goals for the future. Now, when you leave your planning retreat, I want you to walk away with five-year goals and an action plan for the next 12 months. So five-year goals are where are we going to be in five years? What's our revenue going to look like? What's our team going to look like? If we have any new positions, what what positions will we fill? If there's any new markets we're going to be in, you know, if we're going to, you know, be the number one best-selling author in whatever space, you know, what are the things that you're going to have accomplished in the next five years? Where are you going to be? What's it going to look like? And then you kind of dial it back and say, okay, if those are the things that we want to do or not do accomplish. So if we think about it in math, an equal sign is, you know, the thing after an equal sign is a result. So what do I want to accomplish? What do I want the results to be? That's your five-year goals. Your 12-month action plan is how you do it. That's the formula. That's the formula of things you need to put together, the things you need to do. This plus this plus this equals my five-year goals. So what are those things? What are those things that you need to do that needs to become your action plan? Now, the other thing I recommend here is you walk away from that action plan retreat, you know, this this goal setting and action planning retreat. And every 90 days you come back and look at that and say, hey, these were the things we said we needed to do. Is that getting us closer to our goals? You know, 
look at it and, and look at the tangible numbers and say, is this getting us closer or are we kidding ourselves? Are we doing things that make us feel good but aren't actually pulling us down the track further? So it's a very important piece of it is to actually not only make a plan but actually monitor your plan. So big, big thing there. So next thing, I'm actually going to talk about your numbers for a minute because I think number two here is getting a grip on your numbers. And I'll tell you why. The number one reason why you need to get a grip on your numbers is numbers don't lie. They don't lie. Now, people can manipulate numbers. So you don't want to manipulate numbers. You don't want to inflate numbers. You want actual numbers of different areas of your business. In fact, you know, your numbers will tell you exactly what is working and what isn't in your business. So I recommend you create a dashboard of all your key numbers for each area of your business and monitor them. Now, some will be daily, some will be weekly, some will be monthly, but you should create be able to create a dashboard of all the key numbers by department for your organization. In fact, that's a great exercise if you haven't done it already for your team. Again, if you have a team, if you don't have a team and it's just you, you're going to have to do all of these yourself. But you can look at it and just say, instead of having like 10 KPIs or key performance indicators, numbers, whatever you want to call them, instead of having 10 KPIs per department, you may have two. That, that may be. If you're, if you're a startup and it's just you or just you and one or two other people, you may only have two or three KPIs in each area of your business. If you're a bigger company, say a $5, $10 million company, each department's probably going to have 10, 15 KPIs. I'm not saying that's definitely the case, but every department should have a handful. They should have a minimum of five. But if you're in sales and some of the other departments, they're going to have a lot more than that. There's a lot more numbers you need to be managing. Again, all that should roll up into your dashboard and you should be able to look at that at any given moment and know what's going on in your business. Now, here's a cool thing. Once you have numbers, you can use these numbers to actually map out processes for each area of your business. Because you can say, look, well, how many sales calls uh, are, are my salespeople getting every week? You know, let's just that's a, a traditional number that we can have here. And you can say, well, they're only getting five. They're only getting five a week per salesperson. Well, why is that? What are they doing to get that? What did, what did I just hint on there? That's a process. The, what are they doing to get those numbers is a process. So let's put this on paper. How are they actually going about getting these? Now, there may be three, four, five different ways they're doing it. There may be some online networking, say LinkedIn, whatever it may be. There may be some in-person networking. There may be conferences. There may be phone calls. There could be a lot of different ways. And you need to be able to look at each one of those ways and say, well, let's measure it. This is See, this is how, you know, when I first said about the 10, 15 KPIs, you're like, oh, there's not that many. But once you start to break it down and realize, oh, wow, just if I just look at how I'm bringing in leads, I could probably come up with 10, 15 KPIs and just lead generation alone, not to mention conversion rate, client lifetime value, uh, average dollar sale. I mean, there's so many different ones that you could come up with. But just if you just look at your marketing and say, look, which strategies are bringing in business, you can come up with a handful of KPIs right there just to monitor the sales team. So let's let's dial it back for a moment. If I am looking at the sales team and saying, how are you bringing in leads? And they say, I'm doing cold calls. Let's just use that one. 
which I'm not a huge fan of cold calls, but it does work to a degree. Uh, it is a numbers game. Uh, if you do it right, and this is what I'm hinting on here, you can actually get a lot more out of each phone call. So what you would do is you start to map out the process and say, well, how does the phone call go? What's your script? What's it look like? What are you saying? You know, what are they saying? Do you have a list of the common objections? Do you have a list of uh, ways to actually get a meeting with somebody? You know, fill in the the blank here on, on the questions that you would want them to be asking. You know, all of that leads back to you starting to develop a process. And once you have a process, you can start to monitor it. Because here's the thing, you can't improve something you don't measure. So if you're not measuring your salespeople's process, you can't improve it. So that's why we want to be able to measure it. And let's say it's a three, four-step process. You can figure out, hey, am I dropping people off on step one, step three, step five? Where are people running away from us? You can find that out if you're really focused in on the numbers. So number one was get your head in the game. Number two was to really get a grip on your numbers. Number three here, biggest piece of advice that I can give anyone, and this is literally the single greatest piece of advice that I can give you, is get a mentor. Get a mentor, get a business coach, get an advisor, whatever you want to call it, whether it's us or someone else. I mean, we have coaching and advisory plans that we can coach you on. You know, that that is a great way to go. There's links below this this podcast uh, where you can click on to actually go and register for a business breakthrough session. Uh, no cost. We'll sit down with you. We'll talk to you about coaching and how that kind of works. But this isn't this isn't a pitch about coaching here. This is about the value of getting a mentor because understand this: your business will naturally grow to the outermost edge of your knowledge. So what does that mean when you think about Anything in your life that you have kind of stifled in or plateaued in, it was because you had exhausted all of your knowledge in that area. Now, you may not have exhausted 100%, but let's say you've exhausted 75, 85, 90%. That is usually proportional to how you're slowing down in your growth. So, as you start to exhaust your knowledge, you start to slow down in in growth now some people just turn that into what i would call wisdom and they keep repeating some of the same things and it keeps growing at a certain level but it's probably not growing at the two three four hundred four thousand percent level anymore that wisdom is keeping clients for you but it's not it's not really good for innovation if you will, in your business. So it's not getting you the leaps and bounds that it really should. Because again, you've kind of outgrown your knowledge at that point. You don't know anything else or you've kind of put some blinders on. That's often what happens. You put these blinders on and the blinders have you so focused on what you've been doing, you're either not doing new stuff or you have zero blinders on and you're doing so much new stuff that you can't even keep track of it. And every bright, shiny new object that comes across your desk, you give it a whirl and it's actually distracting you. And so this is the where the value of a mentor comes in because they can come in at any stage of the game and help you get really, 
really focused. You know, because again, when you're at the edge of what you know, you just keep repeating old habits. In history, you've always heard this probably, history just keeps repeating itself and repeating itself and repeating itself. So you need new, fresh ideas and direction. And you need someone in your life who cares as much or more about you and your success. You just need that. You need someone who cares as much or more than than you do about your success. And that is a great mentor, a great coach. They will pull, push, drag, whatever it takes to get you going, and they will never give up on you. And typically, if you, again, you could talk to half a dozen mentors, find the right person, Talk to them about the results they've gotten. You know, what kind of results have you gotten in your clients? Have you worked with someone like me? Industry is irrelevant. The The biggest thing about a mentor is they come in with a perspective on how to grow the business and how to make you happy while you're doing it. And they can help you see things that you can't see in your business. Because again, you're so focused, you're so dialed in on what's going on. You've also heard this saying, you can't see the forest through the trees. They can see the whole forest. They can help see individual trees and they can point you to each one. They can show you which ones need cut down and which ones need fertilized. They can show you those kind of things and they can, they could take you around and do that because they're not as emotionally connected to the business as you are. And they will just allow you to get to an entirely different level. I have never in my life seen someone who hired a great coach and didn't take their business to the next level. Just It just doesn't happen. When you hire a great coach, they will find a way to make you successful. Like I said earlier, you need to find somebody who cares as much or more than you do about your success. Because that's the kind of coach or mentor that's going to do whatever it takes to help you get to that next level. So what were the big three that we talked about today? Number one was get your head in the game. It's a big factor there. Take some time off, clear the garbage, get all the clutter out of your head, get focused and walk away with an actual plan of attack on how you're going to make this this happen. How are you going to make your dreams happen? How are you going to get to the next level of your business that you've been dying to get to? How are you going to do this? You're going to clear your head and get it in the game and get really focused with yourself. And if you have a team, you're going to get them really focused too. The next thing is you're going to get a grip on your numbers because what did I say earlier? Numbers don't lie and you can't improve what you don't measure. So if you really focus on the numbers and creating processes that are backed by the numbers, you can spot the weaknesses very, very quickly and you can take action that is going to be very impactful. Very, very impactful. Imagine this for a moment. Here's a slight tangent. Imagine if you think, hey, the sales team is broken, so I'm going to keep pouring energy into sales. And at the end of the day, you're like, but this isn't paying off. Why why isn't this working? But what if the real problem was not in sales but was in customer service? That's why these dashboards are so important because it allows you to not only – pour energy into the right area of the business it allows you to not make mistakes by trying to fix something that's already working because guess what happens when you try to fix something that's already working a lot of times you break it so if you 
are having a problem in customer service, but you're focused on sales and what's going on in the sales team, you can actually break the sales team. You could break their spirit. You could break their confidence and not fix the problem and actually create a brand new one. So how's that for you? So that's why numbers are so important. It allows you to get a better, more accurate picture of what's right, what's wrong in the business, and where you need to be spending your time and energy so that you'll get the most bang for your buck. The last one there, number three, was about getting a mentor. Getting someone on your team who can help guide you, coach you, mentor you. This is somebody who is going to not only have more business knowledge than you, it's somebody that their whole focus in life is staying on top of new cutting edge trends, strategies, techniques, tools, tips, all that kind of stuff in ways that are going to help grow your business, but also the fundamentals. Somebody who's going to be able to say, you know what? You need a break. You need a vacation. You know what? You need this. You need that. You know what? Here's where we need to go. And they're not just going to tell you what to do. They're going to guide you. They're going to coach you through the whole process so that you're learning. You're not just being fed your lunch every day. You're being taught how to go feed yourself. You know, it's the whole, you know, teach a man to fish, right? That it's that whole same concept there. We, we want to teach you how to fish for yourself, but we also want to say, look, all right, you've been throwing your line in that area of the pond for two hours and you got nothing. I want you to try over here. And you throw the line in the other place and it barely hits the water and boom, you got a fish. That's the kind of coach. That's the kind of mentor you want on your team. Now, let me say this one thing about mentoring. And yes, this is how we approach mentoring too. Do not approach mentoring as a quick fix solution where you just come in, get a month or two, and then you get out. Approach mentoring as somebody you want to work with, just like you would look for somebody on your team to work in HR, somebody on your team to work in the sales team, uh, in customer service. You want to look to make a strategic team placement where you're bringing them into the family, if you will, long term you know 12 months two three years whatever it may be you're bringing them in to to serve a position on the team long term because guess what most people if they come into coaching and just get a month or two of coaching and that's the end of their knowledge guess what happens after that they've exhausted that they're right back where they were and it probably only took them a couple of months but if every single month your coach is working with you you will never reach the outermost edge of your knowledge because your coach is always going to be pushing you to gain more knowledge. So if any of this struck a nerve with you, if any of this made sense to you, I'd love to hear about it. My email address is always attached to the podcast. You can shoot me an email, whatever it may be. You can shoot me a message on LinkedIn, whatever it may be. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. But um, some really valuable techniques and strategies in this episode. I hope you got a massive amount of value out of it. Before we take off today, I want to ask everyone a simple question. Are you feeling stuck in your government business? Do you feel like you should be winning a lot more contracts, but just can't figure out how to bust through to the next level? Do you want to accelerate your results and hit your goals faster? Does that describe you at all? If so, I have a very special offer for all of our listeners today. Visit us at rsmfederal.com 
slash breakthrough coaching, where you can schedule your very own business breakthrough session with me. You're going to walk away from the session with three things, a copy of the award-winning government sales manual, at least three strategies to supercharge your business and some specific answers to your biggest challenges that are out there. Now, normally these sessions run about $495, but for a limited time for our podcast listeners only, you can schedule this session at no cost to you. So that's zero cost to schedule a session with me. Simply visit rsmfederal.com forward slash breakthrough coaching. And you'll be able to fill out an application. So scroll all the way to the bottom of that page, fill out an application that'll come directly to me. Then I'll reach out to you. We'll get our, our session scheduled and we'll walk through some of the challenges that you're having, whether it's you know how to grow the business, your goal setting, um, specific challenges you're having in government. This doesn't have to be just about specific to growing any business, but you're going to walk away from the session, not only understanding how to approach the government from a better perspective, but you're going to walk away with a lot of confidence on what you need to do, what next steps you need to take to supercharge your government business so you can take the next several months, the next several years to a whole new level. So again, visit us at rsmfederal.com forward slash breakthrough coaching. You can uh, get an overview of what Breakthrough Coaching is all about. Scroll all the way to the bottom, fill out the application that'll come to me, and then I'll schedule your session for you. And last but not least, let me take a moment here. I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. We really appreciate your support. Remember, you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. And be sure to tune in next time for lessons from our experts on how you can win more government contracts. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.